0: Uh, In the meantime, um, we've got Barbara Friedman. She's going to tell us what is trending on social media. Welcome, Barbara. Morning. Um, Yeah, I think the key talking point today on a lot of articles, on all the publications, even going internationally, I see the New York Times, the BBC and all the rest, are uh, sharing articles about Jacob Zuma's suspension by the African National Congress. I know you just spoke to Tziri, and she always has lots of insights on this, but just um, I thought I can't do this segment without talking about Zuma today um, because he's definitely trending um as this causes all this discussion and debate and analysis and trying to understand why suspension, what is it all about. Mm. Um I listened quite carefully to Fakila and Balula, the the SG's presser yesterday, there's there's clips of that on 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 X and online, um, where he explains it, then um, newsrooms, Zian and Kobo interviewed Cyril Ramaphosa, sat down with him for a little bit, where he talked about, you know, the unfortunate need to do this. And, you know, you're trying to kind of read between the lines and see what exactly is going on. Not always easy to understand. Um, and I thought that um, an article on the conversation yesterday, which we also shared on our Cape Talk app, um that is by Professor Maseru Mule, who wrote a really, I thought, very, very good um, summary of Jacob Zuma's history in the ANC and how far back he was of concern to certain people within the ANC. You know, as far back as 1997, where certain people in the ANC were worried about his um you know a dangerous combination of unhealthy ambition and poor judgment this quoted from Mark ofissa who wrote 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 a book at the time And how he was then not uh, given – initially, Thabo Mbeki didn't offer him the deputy president position. In fact, it was offered to Butelezi, who turned it down, and then he was given this. And I think what they're suggesting in this article is that he was so bitter about that, that he then also, with his ambition, did everything he could to end up being president himself and – you know, with this populist kind of um, Land. Appro- <laughs> cloud cuckoo But Land. at you the, can't the time, and I remember being in Polakwani covering the ANC uh, conference at, in that year, in 2009, where you know what you realised at the end of it when Mbeki was ousted and, and and Zuma came in was that it was anyone except Mbeki. So. He managed to pop to, to get momentum based on the fact that he promised the alliance partners who, you know, had a more left-leaning economic policy. He made out that he was going to be supportive of that when he never had given any indication that he was. And so once he was in that position, I think Kasatu and uh, the, the South African Communist Party found that that wasn't, they weren't actually on, singing on the same page on that. And so it went on, where you can sort of see that a lot of the actions he's done have been from very personal. Again, not just econo- you know, not just about like corruption and money, but I think also like wanting to be in that position of power. Anyway, I'm, I'm waxing on here, but I just think that there are a lot of good articles online at the moment, very interesting to read, and for me, an election coming up, which is just going to be so fascinating to see if someone like Jacob Zuma finally, um, you know, having been suspended, and the ANC have made it clear they used Rule Twenty Five Point Six O of their constitution. Why? Because it is a rule. It is a, a rule in their constitution that allows an immediate suspension of a member without that person having any right to reply. So, knowing that Jacob Zuma would have diddled daddled and kept this going for years, um, they've done something that they were allowed to do within their constitution, which was use Rule Twenty Five Point Six O to immediately suspend him without any argument. Obviously, the expulsion or whatever comes from this, I'm assuming they might still pursue that. So that, you know, that is a more long process. Because they know that if they have a disciplinary hearing with him, is he likely to come? No, hold on a second. He started a political party to contest elections against you. This whole thing is utterly bizarre. I know, but but what I'm suggesting is that they used this rule because they could do it immediately and they could at least say he is suspended, he can no longer speak in any way for this party. But, of course, you know, um, this morning on Africa's show, he interviewed Professor Breakfast, the political analyst from Nelson Mandela University, who was saying what party anywhere would not get rid of someone who'd started their own political party and... Um, was campaigning for another political party. It, is, it makes no, no logical sense. But I think that because expelling someone from a party, maybe according to the ANC constitution, isn't, is, is a more complicated process. Yeah. They've used this as an interim measure to temporarily suspend him right now. Hopefully, I'm assuming with some view to, to doing the more final one that will take longer. That's just my suggestion. I, I don't know. Because I agree, like, why not just expel him? I mean, surely when you join another political party. Um, I mean, he, you know, it's so interesting because um, Professor Breakfast made another point this morning that I thought was quite interesting. He was saying, Zoom is quite clever. He has done everything to make them expel him. You know, from the 16th of December on the 62nd anniversary set of, of, of the creation of the, the, the original Mkwem2Sizwe, he went and created another party called mk like how can that even be something that the anc would tolerate and yet they have tolerated it so he's almost like you know we what's that word you know when you go like we're like a pair of of the yeah. anc and yet they still have taken all this time to even no. temporarily suspend I him don't understand and so Nothing that he sense. almost has the moral high ground because he never said i'm i'm leaving the party he's just kind of gone on his merry way and done these crazy things I don't know. Let's see what happens in this election, but there's a lot going on, which we're trying to get our head around. Absolutely. Um, and then quickly, uh, yeah, I, I just decided to talk about Rand Water, which is trending after this terrible, terrible shooting yesterday in Zakaria Park, which is in in Gauteng. Two dead and three wounded in total, one of which was the whip of the Joburg City Council, but one of whom, oh, he's been wounded and is in hospital, but one that person that died was the Randwater Chief Shed Services Officer, Tebojo Joale. And, you know, there's so much speculation around this, and I honestly don't know enough about Joburg's water and Randwater to be able to give you any th- thoughts on this, but it did make me think something just feels so fishy there. This was at a Randwater back-to-school campaign event in front of children. Yeah. How? How does a hit like that happen? Come on. I mean, that is a hit. What's the speculation? Surely. No, I, I'm just thinking, uh, well, what hit is going is the speculation, on? I suppose so. The hit is the speculation. Was it aimed at the Joburg whip? I think more likely it was aimed at the Randwater uh, people. And, you know, look at what's going on in Joburg. The last year we have seen water shortages in Joburg, and we know Randwater have made it very clear that they have enough water. They are not in a drought. But the reason that the water is not coming into the taps of people living in different areas, the municipalities are telling Rand Water that they don't have enough storage capacity. I don't know what that means. Uh, Rand Water has been saying that the leaked water, the, the non-revenue the non water, is up to 50% of water supplied because of bad infrastructure, which I'm assuming is a municipal issue. Yeah. Who is and what is behind this? Who's I have benefiting no, from it? Exactly. I always say when is I see The water tankers? Like, Yeah, when you see a thing like this, you go, who is getting money from this on the side? And I think you're onto something because there's a (laughs) full-page ad by Rand Water in the Sunday Times yesterday. They're trying to make a point here. There's something at play. Well, it just makes me think that. And we live in a, you know, this is what happens. Somebody is making bucks out of water in the Rand. Josie is a crazy space. It's a crazy, crazy space. And then quickly, thirdly, this just caught my eye because it is some new research and I, I thought it, was one of those interesting odd things why is our pee yellow i mean is that something you've ever wondered about yellow well what's a pee yellow our pee our urine (laughs) our pee yellow (laughs) um so after over a hundred years scientists have finally discovered what actually makes our urine yellow and you know, the thing is, um, they've always known a bit about it, but they've never actually managed to get to the bottom of it. I mean, I know from a medical perspective, they always say that if you don't drink enough water, your, your urine gets darker and darker, but generally pee is of a sort of a yellowy hue. And they've now discovered that. That it's the bilirubin reductase is the enzyme that actually creates that that makes the the urine yellow. But they never knew that until January, when it was the research was actually published. And um, so they now know that the yellow colour comes from bacteria metabolising waste from red blood cells. Well, they knew that, but they didn't know which enzyme was doing that I mean I'm not a scientist so I'm probably not putting this across as well as I should be But um, they say it was a 125-year-old question that scientists were seeking the answer, and they were actually doing jaundice research in children. And that's how they stumbled upon this discovery that um, it was thought previously that multiple enzymes were involved in the reduction of bilirubin, um, but their results support the finding that it's one single enzyme that performs the reduction of bilirubin to urobilin, by Linogen, and that this is this particular one that I've mentioned, By bilirubin reductase. So now it's, they're saying that that might help them understand jaundice and how to help jaundice in children. So fascinating. it's just always fascinating when after you always think, how after so long have they only discovered that? You know, yeah. oh, I love there, a bit of research. There's something to think about when you go to the toilet. Yes, back. have a look and see what color your pee is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Barbara Friedman, Bob's Wire. A look at things trending. Um, it is nearly quarter to ten. It is nearly time for the disc brain of Cape Talk.